Welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host and the original uncloseted conservative. Guys, we got a special broadcast for you. Couldn't wait until the new year because we got shills in our government everywhere from here to Sunday. We're going to be talking about that with our guest, Ivan Raiklin. Guys, check out his Substack. It's I, I almost said Iron. Iron, that would be an interesting name, my guy. <laughs> Ivanraiklin.substack.com. Com. He's got all the cool guy badges, all right? The the guy that we're talking to, he, he's done the cool guy stuff, uh, like Colonel, retired U.S. Army, uh, special forces, the real special forces, the actual special forces, Green Berets, okay? You know, cut from the cloth of Tony Schwamm and, and my guys. But we're not talking about that today. Lots of cool guy story to get into and intelligence, blah, 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 blah. We got to focus on getting control of our freaking country, which means getting control of the ridiculous RNC and the runaway Republican Party. So we're big on content, short on time. So let's bring him up. Ivan, what is going on, my man? Hey, Joe, thanks for finally having me on your on your show. You're a busy man to get a hold of, my man. I love the hat. Commonwealth of Virginia. Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're a busy guy. I respect your time. So like you said, content is what? Yeah, content's long, big, time is short. So, content. yeah, <laughs> you're. Can you unplug and replug in your mic? Is it going bad? You got like some choppy signal there. A little too yeah. much. Hello, brought it's, to you by. Interesting. The weird thing about it is, hold on, because I didn't re- hear it. We, we, we were just talking. I didn't hear it at all. Well, we got the. I mean, FBI is doing all the subversive activity, right? Uh, we see it. It's been proven. Yeah. And so oh, they're just true. trying to continue to do this. I mean, I've been the target of of the entire federal government. I mean, that's what's called fear on their heart. I mean, you know what I mean? What's, uh, me... what's that phrase when uh, the government fears the people? That's called freedom. <laughs> and I got a lot of that <laughs> because I pretty much I think the entire executive branch fears me. All right. Welcome back to the Joe Mobley show. Take two. I'm not going to try and rehearse that bull crap again because we don't have time for it anyway. Guys, this is Ivan Raiklin, former action guy. That's an acronym for you. You can figure that out uh, on the side. He got the cool guy badges, rode the horse or the camel or whatever the frick this is over here. Look at that muzzle yeah. discipline right I mean, there. <laughs> yeah, everyone, exactly. Everyone has to ride a camel at some point in their life when they're on a mission, you know? Oh, man. There, there's, so, <laughs> there's so many jokes. Uh, so many jokes to get in. So, uh, guys, at the Federal Bureau of Injustice, the Department of Injustice, you're not going to stop this interview from getting out. We're talking about the shills. You can read all about it on Ivan's Substack. The link is below, all right? Don't be lazy. You're listening on a smartphone. Click the link with your finger. If you can't do that, then there's no help for you, and I'm truly sad that you're in my audience. But it is ivanraiklin.substack.com. You can't spell that last name. Don't even pretend you can. Uh, So just click the link, and while you're down there, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Guys, it's an audio-only podcast make sure you're subscribed rate and review the show huh i lost you my man intriguing huh you're the worst person to have on the show the, the agency is fully in here Kevin McCarthy definitely doesn't want us to talk about how he's going to not be the Speaker of the House. In here, Dude, what is going on? I see two. Here? There's like two versions of you trying to come out I on know. my display. It's, it's not. Have you ever had this happen to you? Uh, maybe once when I was interviewing Tracy Beans. Well, there you go. I wonder why. Because Tracy oh, Beans is probably on the same level. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. All right, guys. Because we're both exposing quite a bit about our FB lie, our this, DOJ. This makes me feel good about what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that they get it. Uh, so, guy, hey, if, if this thing is even allowed to see the line today, please like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, exactly. You have to subscribe definitely for this one. So, I know. we're definitely over the target, as always.
guys, before we get to the interview, I got to tell you, the Joe Mobley Show, members only, that exclusive community is here. It's live. It's on the website. You got to go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash member to get access. It's a one-time per year payment, guys, and you can become a fully semi-automatic, uncloseted conservative. You get the shirt. You get the mug. You get the content, but most of all, you get the community. It's the only place to get it. They said build your own. Guys, that's exactly what we're doing here. Now let's get into this interview. Counterattack. That's <laughs> right. We got an alternate plan. And then we got contingency Don't and emergency. Try and do unconventional warfare against unconventional vets. <laughs> like, <laughs> try that bullcrap. <laughs> Guys, this is take three, take five. I don't even know. DJ Mobley Show. You know all the crap. Like, share, subscribe, whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, at this point, if the podcast is even still hosted, then subscribe. It probably isn't. And and read Ivan's freaking Substack. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just read it and reread it. And then learn how much of a scumbag Kevin McCarthy is. And then once you learn how much he's scumbag he is, Please share it with the 222 members of the Republican conference that are going to be deciding the fate of Kevin McCarthy should he last until Tuesday, meaning is he going to even remain as a candidate or just straight up withdraw as being a candidate as Speaker of the House, which I think he will. He's going to back out. If you listen to, yeah, if you listen to Bob Good and all these other, and Matt Gates, and as more people come out over the next few days, uh, I think they're just going to, they're going to flick him just like he did in 2015 when he backed out of the speaker's race because of the, uh, allegations of his affairs with Renee Elmer's fellow Congresswoman. He never addressed that. So he's not, he's going to, he's going to be called to the mat on that. He's going to be called to the mat on his FTX money that he got that he needs to refund. He's not going to be able to, uh, Southern district of New York is going to go ahead and the U S attorney from Southern district of New York, who happened to clerk for a year for Merrick Garland. Back in the day, who was appointed by the Chinese Communist Party's ambassador, currently defiling and squatting inside of our White House. I mean, this kid's going to probably totally have so much leverage over Republicans that obtain FTX money at the helm, Kevin McCarthy. I don't see him staying in the race. He might last through the first round of voting, but after that, he's toast. So where do we start? Well, here's the thing, and we, we're going to spend time on McCarthy because McCarthyism and all of this nonsense, I mean, it, it drives me up the wall. The, the entire party and then a lot of the stuff going on, you mentioned the freaking RNC, and I, I think that we're, I'm happy to be wrong. I think we're beyond parties and the vote and stuff, but here we are. We're talking about the same stuff because we are, we are trying everything. We Joe, they're all corrupt. We take, we have to take over one of the parties. And then once we can take over one of the parties, then we can take back over the government, right? That's, that's one that's, of my questions for you because people say we got to start a new party. We need to go in and destroy an existing party and take it over, recreate it completely. No, I mean, here's the we deal. You create another party, that means both of the other parties are going to work against you. If you yeah. take one, over one of the parties, you only have to go after the right, the top 10, whatever, 15% that are kind of entrenched and, and all deep into the system and corrupted in. Let's be honest. Most organizations, 80 to 90% of the organization, or at least 50%, are just going to go with the flow. They're going to cooperate and graduate. They, they don't want friction, right? Just like we saw in the Department of Defense with the illegal unconstitutional mandates that were forced down everybody. You know, most of the people on your left and right that were just weak intellectually and psychologically just complied, right? When they were forced into it. Just that's basically what we're going to do with uh, Republican Party. We're going to go in and essentially take over. That's all that's required. So starting with the speakership, with, with Speaker Trump, and then when it comes down to the RNC chair vote and the co-chair, or uh, uh, yeah, the, the co-chair, then we're going to have uh, Harmeet Dillon as well as Mike Lindell. And now I'm hoping it's Mike Lindell as the chair and then Harmeet as the co-chair. But depending on how the voting, you know, plan B is going to be Harmeet as chair and Mike Lindell as co-chair. Because once you have those two people in there, yeah, I guess Harmeet's been in the system for a while. But at least it's a better change than what we have with, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Ronna yeah. Romney. No, she's a hundred percent. No, Harmeet's legit. No, I I take her as chair. Let me put, let me say this way, I will take Harmeet over 
Ronna Romney any day. But here's my calculus. And this is not in any way, shape, or form to disparage or say anything negative about Harmy. Okay? I want to preface it with this. I want to always have somebody in the system that is already prior to becoming a leader in a particular position has already led and put everything on the line in order to get to the truth. So if you use that parameter as your main parameter, who has put more of their time, effort, resources into exposing the illegally certified 2020 election and everything no, downstream from that? No. Tens of millions of dollars. Right? What is he up to? And who gained from that? Now? Right? Yeah, exactly. So who gained from that? Harmi, you know, she was fighting in the court system, but bottom line, she was just making money off of it, right? So while she took risk, right, public risk, nowhere near um, Mike Lindell. I mean, I think most people would agree with that. And again, I like Harmeet. I met her. I've talked to her. I've seen her operate. She's done great stuff, uh, you know, a thousand times better than Ron or Romney. So I think uh, the dynamic duo, if you will, for the RNC is going to be those two, whether it's chair, co-chair, or vice versa. You because what? uh, what's his name is not running for co-chair. Uh, Tommy Hicks. I sent him a message last week. He's like, no, I'm not running. I'm out. <laughs> so that seat's vacant. Uh, so the harder, you know, the harder position to win is going to be the chair. And I'm not sure what the discussions are between Mike Lindell and Harmeet. Uh, they may have, I think they've talked to each other. I haven't spoken with each in, in a while. I was on Mike Lindell's show eh, a week and a half ago. And we we're talking about kind of what this, maybe a couple of weeks ago, talking about strategy. I, I think his main differentiator is, you know, what I just said. This is what I've done. This is what I put into the system at all, you know, at all costs. And gaining really nothing for it, uh, so you should consider me for that. And then he has, you know, he has a network uh, that is bigger rather than the traditional RNC donor class because he is a CEO of a fairly large company. And up until he got into the political mix a couple years ago, I think most of his customers and even his employees span the political spectrum, which allows him to kind of broaden the base, if you will, from an ideological standpoint. Well, I, I like it as a litmus test because I, I, I don't think there should be a Patriot Party or some whatever. I, I think the Republican Party uh, is our party where we belong and we need to take it over and get it back on track. Right. And once we take it over, then we can rename it to like the Patriot Party. Right. Did you know you can be fined, sued into financial ruin or even have your business shut down if you don't have the right verbiage on your website? Yeah, neither did I until I met Erica Kohlberg. Erica is a licensed practicing attorney who found a serious gap in the market. Firms like hers charge massive fees for simple legal document services. Erica knew there had to be a better way, and that's how Plug and Law was born. Plug and Law is the best solution for all your business's legal needs. They provide fill-in-the-blank legal templates to protect you, your business, and the people who depend on you most. With Plug and Law's legal bundle, you get a privacy policy, terms and conditions, and a legal disclaimer crafted by an attorney for the fraction of the price. Legal documentation preparation fees with your own lawyer can cost $500, $800, even $1,000 for a single document. A privacy policy alone comes in for an average of $500. Use my affiliate link to get Plug and Law's legal bundle for just $97. You could find an attorney and pay upwards of $1,500 for the same legal documents, but you're too smart for that. Go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash law and get the legal bundle for just $97. Right now, we're throwing in a free affiliate marketing legal guide. That's a savings of nearly $2,000. Don't miss out and risk everything you've built. Go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash law and protect your business, yourself, and your family. We, we could do whatever, but that's a strong litmus test. Um, Mike Lindell, any of the guys in this boat back here, people that have put things on the line. And in a lot yes. of ways, I don't understand how quickly we forget. Uh, six weeks ago, I did an episode, you know, talking about Jeremiah, talking about Joseph, the Technicolor Dreamcoat and all that stuff. I mean, these, these guys, 
were so quickly forgotten. How quickly we forget all that Donald Trump did. Donald Trump didn't need to run for president. He no. took a step. When people are telling me like, hey, your idea for Speaker Trump, Trump would never take it because it would be a step down. Well, guess what, folks? It he was a step down to go from multi-billionaire to go into some sort of, you know, I mean, look at his home, <laughs> the, 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 the winter White House. Compare that to the, the White House. And you tell me which one's more lavish, right? It's obviously the one down in Florida. What about the helicopter that he was using? Marine One. One dollar salary. Yeah, Marine One is not quite as elegant as Trump, you know, <laughs> Trump's helicopter. <laughs> Air Force One is not quite as elegant as Trump Force One, right? So he's stepping down, and he did it because he felt like he saw what was going on with the Chinese takeover. Are you familiar with Yuri Bezmenov and the whole ideological subversion? No, but it sounds like Marxism. Uh, 100%. So check this out. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I recommend uh, you and your audience take a look at this. I'm, gonna, I'm basically going to, uh, I'm doing an episode where we're basically doing a watch party of the whole thesis behind this. And let me give you what it is. Uh, and this is going to be on January 7th with Red Pill 78 I'm doing on this Rumble channel. But number one is, it's a KGB defector that defected uh, from, I think he was in Canada at the time, and then after he defected from the Soviet Union, after having spent time in, I think it was India and uh, some other place, Bangladesh, I think, and maybe even China. But bottom line is, it's the KGB's methodology where they spent 85% of their, uh, you know, re not revenues, but uh, the monies that they used for their intelligence platforms was used for ideological subversion of the enemy, not the traditional, you know, James Bond, espionage, you know, targeting someone, collecting information that way. It was literally going into another country, using the existing infrastructure to then completely subvert the nation culturally, right? The cultural Marxism component, yep. which is, you know, you go in with the schools, you basically turn yes to no and no to yes. You confuse people with mutilation right like they, china they, they turn the red salute into some sign of solidarity and it says yeah so Give me a it's break. literally changing the entire psyche and culture of a nation in order to make it go against each other internally to literally destroy it from within weakening it so that the force that's doing that and in, in today's world is china can rise up without firing a single shot so it's multiple layers right we, we've seen it it's the it's the it's the capture of our institutions. What are they? You started off in one of the previous attempts to be live. <laughs> it was big tech, big media, big pharma, big companies, big government. And all you have to do, and I said this back two years ago in December of 2020, when I was giving We the People's assessment of what was going on. All you need to do is recruit 20 of the key leaders in the United States, and you, you own the country. And when you have a complicit or even... Uh, an agent of an FBI guy uh, doing your bidding at social media and big tech, well, that makes it so much easier because then you have the coercive nature of the executive branch that is doing China's bidding for you, whether they know it or not, whether it's witting or unwitting. And what I'm talking about is James Baker over at the FBI, he left the general counsel's office in the FBI, the one that got behind the spying on Trump, and then just quickly transitioned over along with his other colleagues to go ahead and force, you know, Force the, force the procurement of all the emergency use authorized products. The face toilets, right? The fake PCR test, the clot shots, the, I mean, and then censored anybody that was propagating, promoting any sort of alternative therapeutics. And then the censorship about the illegally certified election, you know, across the board. I'm preaching yep. to the choir. That guys, you need to wake up to what he's talking about. Jack Posobiec has been talking about it. Uh, Mike Lindell's been talking about it. We've got people, you know, we got people in, in HS careers. You see that HS, that human source on documents. We have human intelligence operators coming out of the agency, the NSA, the FBI, which somehow transitioned from a law enforcement agency to an intelligence agency. They say we're dual-headed. Bullshit. And you have them going into the big pharma and big tech companies, and they're working in, in research and development and content moderation at Twitter, at Facebook. At trust Google and safety, you know, influencing trust and safety. Here's one thing that I want to talk since we're on this, since we're on this topic, Joe. So 
I want to remind folks that haven't done the deep dive, and I've done I've done uh, Substacks and other interviews, and I'm going to be doing further Substacks about it because my main my main kind of overarching theme that I talk about in the Substack, the title is you know Deep State Marauder. So I basically tried to identify the deep state by name, time, date, location, and transgression, like literally the specific individuals and what they did, and then filling it out with like, hey, here's the evidence to support the assertion. And one of those that we need to take a deep dive look into is a guy by the name of Joe P Joseph Pientka III, Senior Supervisory Special Agent. Why? Because he was the second FBI agent that was interviewing General Flynn back in January of 2017 with Peter Strzok. Well, what happened to Joe Pientka? He was sent over the to the FBI's field office in San Francisco, and he happened to be the supervisor for a guy by the name of Elvis Chan. Does that ring a bell? Oh. Elvis Chan is the guy that was contacting Yoel Roth at Twitter and coordinating and organizing the censorship on behalf of FBI headquarters as a conduit between San Francisco field office and his boss is the same dude that launched Crossfire Hurricane, the senior operational supervisory intelligence or supervisory special agent in 2016. Same dude, Joe Pientka III. His name is scrubbed off of the entire internet. The only place you're going to find him is his testimony because it was accidentally released by the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee when he was called in. I think it was in 2020, uh, early in 2020. And you can look at his testimony, and, and it doesn't fit. Because when they asked him about, like, hey, did you sign this FISA warrant against Carter Page, the initial one? He's like, oh, I can't answer that question because at, at the advice of counsel. Because, and then they're like, well, where is the original FISA you signed? And in the Woods, it's called the Woods file. And he's like, well, it appears as though that one was destroyed. Destroyed? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> When? I mean, nothing adds up, just like the whole G6 cover-up committee, nothing adds up. We can talk about that too, Joe, because I just finished reading both the, the Mike Pence version of the G6 cover-up committee uh, you know, that was written up by his running mate Liz Cheney and Nancy Pelosi as his top cover leverage. And then I also read the Jim Banks one uh, that also came out a couple days prior to that. And one thing glaring that neither of those reports covered has been all of my research and analysis to showcase uh, that it was it was a facilitated unlawful entry into the Capitol. That's why the delay on essentially making it look like Donald Trump had some sort of a role in defending the Capitol when he didn't. Because had he ordered any executive branch entity to deploy to the Capitol without Nancy Pelosi requesting it, that would have been considered a straight-up coup d'etat, like a raw dog, violent takeover, the, the definition of a coup, the violent, unlawful takeover of the want. government. Which, which is they wanted to egg him into that. Yep. That's why he sat there and did nothing. And what did Nancy Pelosi do? She sat there and waited. And I read through the whole timeline just earlier today in the Jim Banks, Jim Jordan report. 140-something pages, I think it is. And when you go through the timeline, the gaps in it are, hmm, why was Nancy Pelosi meeting with Paul Irving, the sergeant-at-arms, and what were they discussing? Is not explained. I want to know what they were talking about from December all the way into January 6th, particularly January 5th and 6th, and what communications that they had with Ray Epps, with John Sullivan, with, right, Ray Epps, everybody knows about Ray Epps, John Sullivan, the Antifa BLM, black block wearing, uh, what is it, Insurgents USA CEO with his fellow black block team that were part of the inner breach and then Ray Epps part of the outer breach. Not a mention. Not a mention in either report of the four people that were murdered on behalf of our federal government. Extrajudicial killings, right? Yep. Ashley Babbitt. Roseanne Boylan, and then two other gentlemen that were killed at the hands of the, the grenades that were thrown by U.S. Capitol Police officers. So, going back to what we were going to originally talk about, a Speaker Trump can immediately get immunity as Speaker and then transition into appointing a Sergeant-at-Arms. By the way, I'm available to be the <laughs> Sergeant-at-Arms. Just saying. 
And then the first thing that I would do is immediately release the 14,000 hours of tape. Then, where I could, I would recall all of the criminal referrals of the J6 defendants. I would then hire whoever would be eligible and that, can, that would want to be involved in conducting the research of all those 14,000 hours to come up with a, you know, our investigative plan to get to the holistic story of what happened on January 6th. I would pull back on the criminal referral for Steve Bannon. I'd have him testify for, I don't know, five seconds so that his, his case would be moot because now he's testified already before the House. See? See how this works? And then same thing with Peter Navarro. His trial starts on January 6th. Guess what? It's going to be moot by then because on January 3rd, when you have a Speaker Trump and a Sergeant at Arms, whether it's me or, or Cash Patel maybe, I don't know, uh, you'd probably see Peter Navarro testifying for, I don't know, one second. And then we would sign off a document saying, oh, his case is moot. You want to play law fence, Nancy? Guess what? Boomerang. That's what's going to happen. And that's why people, this is why we need Donald Trump, because no one else has the balls to do what I no one. describe. No, no one. one. They're doing ballot harvesting. They're breaking <laughs> laws. They got secretaries of state out here doing whatever the F they want to do, running their own races for governor. I don't give a crap. Don Donald Trump, did he do everything right 10 out of 10? No. But holy crap, that's what we need to have happen. I think he would have been closer to 10 out of 10 had he not had Pence. But unfortunately, he had to take in Pence in order to win the election. But then Pence, what, did, what did Pence do? Everything since he came in was he was the top cover for the deep state for the Uniparty. He was Trump's handler on behalf of the Uniparty. Interesting. You know, no one's, no one's ever made that connection for me. Oh, you haven't? Oh, you I've been doing two, three-hour podcasts going into the whole sequence from 2016 with all the evidence to support it. You want to go over like a quick overview? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go, folks. My beloved Mikey Pence. Here we go. <laughs> He's scared of me. I mean, his whole team is scared of me. But I guess that comes with the territory with crossing the Constitution. So here's how we crush the commies. All roads lead to Mike Pence. I'm going to answer your questions with the question. All right, so who provided James Comey the top cover necessary to continue spying on Trump? Who do you think is the one constitutional officer that cannot be fired by Trump? It's the vice president. And who's the only constitutional officer in the executive branch that can initiate, initiate the firing of a president? It's the vice president under the 25th Amendment, Section 4. So, with, that, you know, with the beloved fly at his head, because, you know, flies are attracted to what? You say the word. <laughs> what? Crap? Yeah, yeah, you can use a more you know derogatory term, but yeah, basically that. On the radio, so bullshit. So you know, it's like flies on whatever. But anyway, Mike Pence, for those that don't remember or did the research, was a member of the U.S. Congress for twelve years, from two thousand and one to two thousand thirteen. Ten of those twelve years, he was on the House Judiciary Committee. Joe, what does the House Judiciary Committee do? They provide oversight over the DOJ and the FBI. Well, who was the director at the time? Robert Mueller. Okay. Do you think he and his staff had communications and a relationship with the FBI director that was there for the whole time that he was in Congress? He being Mikey Pence. Is that a strong assumption? I'd say it's probably one of the strongest you can make. He, just, he wasn't a household name, but he's definitely in the staff. Yeah, yeah. So check this out. At the same time, Mikey Pence was on the Judiciary Committee. That was the committee that created the Department of Homeland Security and the Patriot Act to boot. He was the co-author. <laughs> so with that as a backdrop, and when Lizzie Cheney said it wasn't Mikey, it wasn't President Donald J. Trump that ordered the DOJ and the DOD and the DHS around on January 6th, it was our beloved, pious Mikey Pence that did that. What? Is that because of the relationship that he created over the course of the last couple decades that he was able to do that? And then by doing so, he violated the Constitution because a vice president is not any way, shape, or form in the chain of command? And I'm glad that Chris Miller, they've been following my content and my work because his lawyers must be following everything that I'm saying because in his statement in that J6 cover-up report, he, in his interview, he said that, oh, we weren't listening. I wasn't taking any orders from Mikey P because he's not in my chain of command. Meanwhile, General Milley sure was taking orders from Mikey P because he said, 
Mikey P was clear and unambiguous in ordering the Department of Defense around to provide support and cover, you know, for for the Capitol. There's a gap though here. Hey Mark Milley, I got a question for you. What? You want to hear something, Mark? When Mikey Pence, remember that tweet he put out on January 6th with the memo saying that he can't do anything? Mm-hmm. It was at 1.02 p.m. He tweets it out. He says, I summarize it. it. Basically, he says in four pages, I'm the biggest stone-cold, toxic, feckless coward ever known in human history, and I'm not going to defend the U.S. Constitution. I'm, I'm going to leave that up to the Congress because I'm just, I'm just a coward. And so what does he do three minutes later after Nancy Pelosi gavels in and says, according to the sergeants at arms and the medical officer, we can only have 11 members of the House, Senate, and House, House and Senate, Republicans and Democrats, to be present on the House floor due to the CCP-19 virus, wow. right? Yeah. Guess what the 12th Amendment requires for a quorum on the joint session? Hmm. More than 11. More than 11 is right. Two-thirds of the states need to be present for that. So did Mikey Pence certify and participate in a legal certification of the election? Yeah. And what does that look like when the new Congress comes into play? I'm going to break this on your show today. Man. You want me to break something on your show today? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Now, now that we're actually getting this recorded. So when... If the previous Congress conducted an illegally uh, uh, a joint session in an illegally fraudulent manner, can a subsequent House or a future House remedy that and fix it? I argue absolutely. Yeah. And so how does it remedy that? Conducting a joint session in the proper lawful way, meaning redo... And not even decertification, just just pulling up the certification to do it right. To do yeah, it all. Speaker Trump gaveling in and saying, <laughs> by the way, let me suspense, suspend that for a second. Let's go back before we get to that point, because that's going to happen January 20th. In an ideal world, January 3rd, Trump comes in, he's elected with 218 votes, the Speaker of the House, like I said, you know, release, appoints the Sergeant at Arms, gets his immunity, releases the tapes, investigates Nancy Pelosi, her role, her daughter's role on the inside uh, of what she did in the Capitol, where Alexander Pelosi, her son-in-law, Michael Voss, who was coordinating on the outside, basically you know, identifying that, prosecuting them to the fullest, right? Censure, ethics complaint, criminal referral, and potential expulsion out of Congress for Nancy Pelosi. Uh, then we're going to go into impeachment hoax one and two hearings, where we nullify the first impeachment, the second impeachment, then do censure, criminal referrals, and expulsion of the impeachment managers from those first two that are still remaining. And then any remaining of the, there's two remaining Republicans that ended up voting for the impeachment uh, of Donald Trump for the second one. Then we criminally refer Eric Cheramella, the whistleblower for that fake, you know, for fraud, waste, and abuse, defrauding the government with that whistleblow. And then his two attorneys are going to be disbarred, and also we're going to have to, you know, detain them and seize all their assets for defrauding the government. So, like, I'm not talking about just light, hey, slap on the wrist. I'm talking about maximum law offense, like the maximum that we can do. And might need to create jail within the Capitol so that the sergeant at arms and the U.S. Capitol Police can detain these people indefinitely as we go through the process of prosecuting, right? We'll have an Article One court. We'll just create it. House of Representative Court. You want to litigate it? Please, by all means, go. Bring it. I, I, play chicken with me, all right? I, I want people to play chicken with I me. I think that this should be done because it's constitutional process. So much of what has been done, like the 2020 election certifications in Pennsylvania, Arizona, so much of what's been done, like this certification process that you just spoke about, it's unconstitutional. Yeah, so the way yeah, we, we it, fix it... It would be weird and unprecedented, but it would be following the Constitution. Yeah, and we do it publicly. Document. No and it would be... Un on. Joe, it would be uncensored. Because remember, the Speaker of the House has control over what? C-SPAN 1, 2, 3? Why don't we create a few more C-SPANs? Remember the movie Dodgeball? Yeah. Let's have C-SPAN L-O-CHO. 
right? <laughs> and we'll transmit that sucker in Spanish, okay? Oh, so that a good portion of American citizens that may not have, you know, that, that speak Spanish as their first language, they can also see and participate, and then we can move them from TDS to TRS, meaning Trump derangement syndrome to Trump reinstatement syndrome. <laughs> and so as we play that out we use that venue and opportunity uncensored right truth social twitter now and c-span to go ahead and educate the country of what the illegal unlawful executive branch has been doing chris ray mike pence right against trump and, and america then i think most people are like oh wow even though i had orange man bad syndrome i hate the media and the executive branch players that were just enumerated more and so Trump kind of deserves his reinstatement and his second term. But before we do that, we got to lay down several hundred articles of impeachment against Biden. Guys, MyPillow.com is the very best place for Christmas shopping. You might be feeling like it's a time crunch, like you got to go to big box stores, Walmart, Target, Amazon. Don't buy from Amazon. You don't have to do it. Mike Lindell and MyPillow, they've got everything you need and more. Guys, we're talking pillows, sheets, loungewear, slippers, everything. Guys, MyPillow.com slash Mobley for the very best deals. Use promo code Mobley at checkout. Look at these prices. You got Giza Dream Sheets for $29.98. Guys, the My Slippers are on sale with my promo code Mobley, $49.98. They're usually $140. Huge savings. You're not going to find that anywhere else, guys. Look, you got pillows. You got loungewear. Now, look, if you don't know about my pillow loungewear, this stuff right here is some of the most comfortable stuff, the softest cotton you've ever seen, the sleepwear, the loungewear. My my pillow sweatshirt, I never take it off. You get up to 80% on all of these items. You thought my pillow was just about pillows. You thought Mike Lindell was just a pillow guy. You were wrong. He sells so much more than pillows. MyPillow.com slash Mobley, promo code Mobley. Guys, go there now. Huge thanks to Mike Lindell. Huge thanks to MyPillow for being a sponsor of the show. Now let's get back into it. We got to lay down several hundred articles of impeachment against Biden. Remember uh, Garrett Ziegler's report? About the Hunter Biden laptop criminal laptop syndicate. Yep. Uh, I would I would request Garrett Ziegler to testify and just lay it out. He can be one of the impeachment uh, manager assistants, and then we'd have Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Andy Biggs, and whoever else wants to go out there, Clay Higgins, to just lay down the law on the impeachment articles. But I get it; the Senate's not going to allow it when they go over to the Senate because of the numbers. So while that's playing out in the senate and the big problem is those people you just named are the only people to have the balls to include the lady to have the balls to even do this that's big problem number one this needs to be the rule not the exception right exactly and that's why kevin mccarthy blocked laura loomer from getting in the congress that's why he blocked my, uh, joe kent jr majewski uh you know uh uh tonight i'm gonna be with they tried to steal old girl's election. Um, oh, what is her name? Who? She carries her Glock in the in the Capitol. What state? Um, oh, Amanda uh, Chase? Uh, or call it Lauren Bovert. Yeah, yeah, Lauren Bovert. Steal her election. Yeah, exactly. They got close. And then what about uh, uh, Jerome Bell? You, uh, you know Jerome, right? No. Jerome Bell ran for Congress in yeah, Virginia's 2nd Congressional yeah, District. I don't know him personally, but yeah. I'm on his show tonight, but I'm close with him. And so Kevin McCarthy spent a couple million dollars in the primary to make sure he lost so guess what kevin <laughs> boomerang baby you activated see that little uniform over there bro i tell people it's gonna be a nightmare for you the next few days <laughs> i tell people all the time i i handed in all of my government chips all right i take, take the clearance <laughs> take the cool guy stuff yeah i you know fbi came calling within the last six months Absolutely not. Do you even know a DHS came calling within the last year? The only circumstance under which I would go back into any type of federal service, just like you just said, would be to support something that Donald Trump was leading. No ifs, ands, or buts. You want to come into the sergeant at arms? 
Yeah, I, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm going to grab something. You, you for yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let me kind of, I want you to hear this. Can you hear me or no? I just bouncing out on me. Because you need to hear this too, Joe. I'll just wait a second while it comes back. You need to get a drink or you need your little porta potty. Porta John underneath the desk. <laughs> Would you grab your little porta John underneath the desk? Because people, uh, <laughs> look, guys, we are, we are do this stuff because the last things that we want to have to do. <laughs> the last I thought you were getting your porta John underneath the desk. <laughs> but we don't want to have to break these out. That's why we're doing this. And that's why you guys need to stop being feckless, coward, freaking. Oh man! Toxic, still have the toxic, rules. feckless, stone cold coward simp's, <laughs> just like your know. beloved Mikey yeah. Pence <laughs> and Kevin McCarthy. I mean, we... all right. So as, as he's speaker, and as that impeachment stuff's going on, right? What else can he do? The First Amendment reinstatement committee. How about? We bring that in and go after big tech, big media, right? Exposing all of it. What mm. what just happened with uh, Elon Musk and the Twitter files? Let's escalate that a few notches. How about let's let's crank it up to eleven, Joe, and then we're gonna go and start and uh, doing criminal referrals on every single one of those Jim Bakers and Yoel Roths of the world and Vijaya Gade. And how about we go ahead and help out with the criminal prosecution of them for what? For fraud. They defrauded their shareholders because most of those bots, they were more than 5% bots yep. on Twitter. Yep. And but so yeah. that is a breach of contract. SEC, Elon Musk SEC. should basically get his 40, yeah, he should get his 44 billion back yep. and own Twitter. Like, hey, thanks for the free Twitter. Bye, <laughs> right? So that's one, that's one thing. Criminal, it's criminal on the face. And you can, if you go the civil route, well, can you prove harm? Defrauding your investors, your shareholders. Yes. Yeah, you can prove yes. harm. Are you kidding? Easy. They, they tell us that we're crazy. This is the best so, conversation I've had today. Or hey, I'm just getting started. Hey, that's the water before the appetizer. Here we go, Joe. Number two, <laughs> the uh, China committee, right? So we have Gallagher that was technically appointed for the China Committee because Kevin McCarthy, he's feeling the heat. We're going to demand this, right? Well, the first thing is to look into China, the origins of COVID, right? Well, why am I even calling it that? It's the Wuhan flu. Yep. So while the Kung flu out, is out there, what were, the or, you know, what were the origins of it? And then all of a sudden, the Chinese Communist Party captured DHS and, and DOJ and FBI. They're basically saying, oh, don't say China flu because... Uh, you know, whatever, right? Use whatever derogatory word you want. Guess what? It originated there, and it was originated from a lab in Wuhan, and it and it probably was a genetically created one. Now that there's more evidence out there based on what, uh, Rand Paul, he's getting to the bottom of that. Hundred percent. Ron Johnson, with the unsafe and, and ineffective, yeah, hundred percent. I don't know about hundred percent, but it's pretty it, close. It's, a, it's an impossibly uncommon common cold. It was man-made. Yeah, exactly. So we got that. We're going to get to the bottom of November third of twenty twenty. We already talked about the J six investigation. What else are we missing? Oh wait, did I fail? Did I fail to mention Mikey Pence? Remember, we're going to go back to him. So, who was the CCP nineteen task force lead? Who volunteered for that? Mr. President, me, me, pick me, pick me. Hmm. Who was Anthony Fauci's boss on the CCP-19 task force? Was it Pence? It was. Wow. I'm not a fan. So while Mikey Pence was the one promulgating the destruction of our economy, the policies that destroyed people, killed people, ravaged people through... What he remember it was under him that he shut everything down. He was Fauci and Deborah Burke's boss. All roads lead to Mike Pence and his policies. Like that guy didn't do a single thing that I can recall that was lawful, constitutional, let alone good. 
Name one thing. I'll give you a minute to think. Can't. I know it's your I, show, but I, I thought we were. <laughs> I mean, if if we keep going back, this isn't Pence, but I know it's not proper to do this. But again, don't give a shit. They need to they need to prosecute Hillary Clinton. If if not for the unsecure, you know, Department of State's got clearances that I haven't even heard of. If not for the unsecure nonsense going on with DOS with Benghazi. The GPS fusion steel dossier using a foreign intelligence service. No, no, I get it. So that line of investigation in the public discourse, like there's been a lot of discussion about that already. I try to focus my attention in investigative tools and capabilities on things that haven't really been discussed. And that's why I've, the path that I've taken is while everybody's been talking about the Democrats and their involvement on the spying on the campaign and this and that. What people don't yeah, talk about the is the Republican yeah. side of it. Yeah, but who are the FBI? They were, they were the Republicans that did it. Chris Ray was brought into yep. the mix by Mike Pence and Chris Crispie, right? Yep, yep. That's, that's where I wanted to go because Bring it. One, one, I think the FBI, I think it is time that it needs to just be, you know, broken down for parts, sold off to other agencies. Well, they that's why Mitch McConnell authorized the $1.7 because he didn't want Speaker Trump to dismantle it. Yeah, they can make Because he was in on it, too. They can make a Federal Justice Bureau just because it'd be an awesome acronym to have on a badge. <laughs> but, uh, but listen, listen, when I, so I'm in grad school, I'm studying the homeland thing, trying to close the loop on the, the career opportunities. And I literally wrote a paper. This was before Spygate. This was before GPS fusion stuff was even known. Yeah. Fusion and GPS. I, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, you know, what am I? 27, 28 at the time. And I'm like, I need to write a dissertation, a white paper that's juicy. And I said, hey, not a genius, not the most skilled guy in Intel, but it sure looks like the FBI is trying to subvert constitutional process uh, with and, and defraud the FISA court. I wrote it out. My professor says, I hope to God that you're wrong. I don't know what that would mean for the for the state of the nation if this were true. It was it was well written. She gave me an A uh, two years later when epic time I got the poster over here when epic times drops it. She hit me up on LinkedIn and said, holy crap. It's oh, the whole link analysis? You said. Yeah, yeah. So I had that no link analysis. No one has gone to jail. Oh, we're going to do a deep dive since he did that. Ready? Check this out. So a week before, a few days before Epoch Times came out with that, I had my own link analysis, and it was literally 90% of that. And I'm like, oh, man, why didn't they say that they were going to do that? I would have saved hundreds of hours of time. Mine was about 60%, <laughs> but it was... Almost two years prior to theirs. The there you go, because you did the deep dive research. So here, but, all right. No, but no one, no one's being held to it. We don't have a culture of accountability at all. Because Watch this. The only people that they can hope to hold accountable. I'm gonna drop some. I'm gonna drop some real science, not Fauci science, on you. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> so there you were in 1908. The Bureau of Investigation was created, right? A couple years later, we had a guy by the name of J. Edgar, right? Edgar How many years was he in, in, in power? Oh, I don't know, 48 or so. How many presidencies is that? A lot. So he gained that leverage. Name one year for me where the FBI did not violate constitutional principles. Just name one year. Can't if you can't name a year, give me a month. People say the, the biggest enemy. People are like, oh, way back in the past, I remember FBI was so, it was such a great organization. We're so proud of it. No, and it was it trusted. Was it has never been. It was not. Never has that organization been trusted <laughs> since 1908. 116 years to the day. They, they were the biggest mis and disinformation uh, people for Vietnam, for World War II. They were the biggest Co Intel Pro the civil political assassinations in the 60s from Malcolm X to MLK Jr. to what Kennedy this and then the other Kennedy. Yeah, that's their legacy. <laughs> but they say we're crazy, but it keeps coming out that we were right. Full stop. Oh, the FBI is not censoring. Oh, no, that was voluntary. It's like. <laughs> hey Joe, no, wait, wait, where's the video? Hey Joe, 
<laughs> I need you to make sure. Guess what? Ivan is violating your terms of service. He's violating your terms of service, Joe. Can you flick can you flick Ivan's account off of Twitter by the name of Raiklin because he's exposing Mike Pence and he's exposing all of us because he did the deep dive research? What do you think, Yoel? What are you gonna do? But it's James Woods. It's it's. Uh, it's I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad you made that choice because it was voluntary, wasn't it? Wasn't it? This is the first time a guest has finger gun the camera. <laughs> I had to. Well, I don't have you know. oh, <laughs> No, because they're going to, I, mean, I don't want to, you know, share where my stash is. So yeah, <laughs> always got to have a leg up. I used, to have, <laughs> I used to have all my weapons and stuff. And now I have two, two weapons that are approved for internet because they already now have them and all the rest were tragically lost you know we, we were out boating you know out, out approved for internet consumption all right so there you were <laughs> got 1908 we talked about that so in 1978 because remember all that the, the the uh church commission pike church commission was created after the you know the spying uh -huh. I that occurred on American citizens. Because I'm a well-educated, you gotta. Go yeah, you're well-read. American months. patriot. You can find this stuff. Go read Tracy Beans. It's on her website. Just the news. What's a what's a. Um, John Solomon. Yeah, Pasobic Solomon. Uh, James. What James Woods' site is? Is it some stuff? Anyway, we'll we'll get some links and drop them down there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> check this out. 1978, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance act was passed hmm guess who was on the that, senate that, judiciary that, committee that, at the time guys because it used to be courts were out in the open and you had the right to face your accusers and the public could come and be a part of the trial that was until they thought of fisa so check this out secret yeah exactly how about we could do a deep dive and decide hmm which congressional committees are going to be the ones that actually put that together would senate judiciary be one of them you got that right, folks. And who was one of the members on the Senate Judiciary Committee? Well, it's Lindsey Graham now, but probably Mike Pence based on me. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going on a different area here. Oh. Who, who was the junior senator that swore in from Delaware in 1973 in January? Oh, please not sleepy Joe. Joseph Robinette Jeden. <laughs> pronounced Jeden. So, Joseph Robinette Jeden was on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Hmm. FISA courts created. Seven members. Who gets to appoint those seven members? A guy by the name of the Supreme Court Chief Justice. Now, here's where you do a little link analysis with some assumptions. If you're the president who appoints the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, wouldn't you think that there's a relationship and loyalties between the two to some extent? So who was the first Chief Justice to point the entire FISA court? Well, it wasn't Roberts. Who was Earl Warren? Wow. No. Appointed by Nixon, Republican. And then fast forward, who was the next one? Rehnquist. Appointed by No clue. Bush. Hmm. And then Excuse me, Rehnquist was appointed by Reagan, Ronald Reagan. And his vice president was his handler because Reagan was an outsider and he needed a deep state handler who was George H.W. Bush, the former CIA director. See how this just runs smoothly? I, I we're finally figuring out what VPs do. Yeah. And, then fast, <laughs> yeah, and then fast forward to Dick Cheney, former secretary of defense, then becomes you know the handler for George W., and then fast forward. Wait, Chief Justice John Roberts was appointed by Bush with the VP Cheney. See how this all fits together? Why that was the Mike Pence J6 cover-up committee? Yeah. Headed by his running mate Lizzie Cheney? So anyway, fast forward. Patriot Act is passed. Expands the, the FISA court from seven judges to 11 with the Patriot Act. And guess who appoints those remaining four? Additional four, I should say. Chief Justice Ron, John Roberts. So by extension, it's literally a, a mafia clique that is created to do the bidding of 
the cabal, the Bush Cheney cabal. So then, if you have a political yeah, opponent that you bigger, want to spy on, bigger than just spies, because DHS is OD and I. Yeah, so if you want to spy on someone, nonsense. Exactly, you get it. So here's what I would say: in order for the FISA court to legally spy on someone, all you need is. Hey, Joe, you're the FBI guy, right, that's going to submit this FISA request? I've known you for a decade. I'm Judge so-and-so. And then you're like, hey, Ivan, just sign off on it. It's good to go. I already did the, the Woods procedure. It's good to go. Just sign. I got you. Any risk here? No, because it's, it's all classified. No one's ever going to see it. Yep. You think Lindsey Graham's going to take a look at this? And if he does, what, what is he going to do? Nothing. He wants us to spy on Trump Nothing. so that he can have leverage over him because we don't have any leverage over Trump. Honestly, exactly what Ivan's talking about right now, I, I, I swore that was the case. Well, this is one of the pieces I got wrong in my analysis of the, the, the DNC nonsense with Trump uh, 2016. One of the pieces that I got wrong, I didn't think that these FBI clowns defrauded the FISA court. I thought they did what you just described and just said, hey. And the reason why I know and I'm so confident in that analysis is because the first time I presented this publicly in a speech in New Hampshire, guess what happened? I was put on the secondary screening list before my flight to New Hampshire. I missed my flight. Right, and so I had to. I had to base. Uh, that was before that, and then uh, yeah, and then I had to drive up there. Uh, at one point, we got to lay down several hundred articles of impeachment against. And then guess who met me there? Many people know about our clinic, but most don't realize we help patients around the globe reach their health goals. Deep down, you know there's got to be a way to get there, but you don't know where to start. Our starter plan is the first step. You'll get everything you need to experience a health transformation in 120 days. You'll start by resetting your health with a two-week detox. Then you'll implement our proven anti-inflammatory food plan. On top of this, you'll get a 120-day supply of essential supplements, omega-3, and vitamin DK, as well as our homeopathic drops to accelerate your health goals. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer and save a total of $80. This is your path to more energy and better health. Guess who met me there? New York Slimes reporter. Wow. And Roy Tards. <laughs> you heard of that news organization from London? Roy Tards? Oh, I thought you were talking about Reuters. That's yeah, cool. it's pronounced, well, it's spelled R-E-U-T-E-R-S, <laughs> but it's pronounced Reuters, and some people pronounce it without the U. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's who I'm referring to, Reuters. So anyway, Reuters had been trying to get a hold of me for months, and they they made this whole big piece. Actually, can you pull things up? All right, pull up my name, Raiklin, and then put in Roy Tards and see what comes up. And, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to do a little defamation lawsuit against them once one of their sources has to settle that they used for defamation. <laughs> Anything cool come up? Uh, well, I haven't read it, but... The military intelligence veterans who helped lead Trump's real information campaign. Because guess what? Now that we have Twitter files and Elon taking over Twitter, everything I was laying down was factual. But you know why Reuters said it was disinformation? Is because Reuters was the official fact checker for Twatter. Or crit, what do they call it? Critter. Yeah. They were the official fact checker for Critter. This was a year ago, I think. No, no. Yeah, it was about a year ago when they published this. Yeah, and so, get this, Joe. 
Remember, I, I, I do a little analysis. I spent some time teaching intelligence analysis, conducting it. And so what do we do? Always connect the dots and follow the money. So not only was the official fact checker or disinformation purveying force for critter, Reutards, but the CEO of Reutards also serves on the board of the largest death dissemination platform over the course of the last two years, a big pharma company. How many? Why don't you pull up the CDC's report? I think uh, Pfizer has already murdered and slaughtered and conducted genocide, I think, on at least 20,000, if I'm not mistaken, individuals. That's just reported through their death jab. Okay? So, let me review. The CEO of Reutards is the same person that sits on the board of Pfizer. So now do you see why the official fact checker of Critter was censoring the information related to, oh, the therapeutics that would make people turn away and say, you know what? I don't want to be medically raped. I actually want to have therapeutics without that raping involvement, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, it was medical rape. The forced injection into the body of anything or penetration of anything is called rape by definition. That was a tangent. And so that, that's what the sergeant at arms is going to get to the bottom of because we're going to call everybody in, right? Speaker Trump will call everybody in. And if you don't show up, guess what Steve, Steve Bannon is going to be called in and he's going to announce on the House floor, hey, since you're not showing up to be deposed, that's called contempt. And just like you tried to do with me, I'm going to tell you what your consequences are going to be. Criminal referrals, not to the federal government in D.C., but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna use the legal process, and we're gonna try to find a mechanism and a way to do a criminal referral to, I don't know, the state of Florida if we can, the state of Texas if we can. How about Oklahoma, or maybe another friendly state? So if you happen to pass through there, you're probably gonna get arrested, detained. All your assets seized, and then what? You might be rotting a little bit worse than the J6 defendants. Retribution much? No. Just consequence management. Yeah. Simple. Peaceful patriotic activity. All day. Every day. I, I agree. Well, unfortunately, I'm late for a date with the fam. Uh, man, we could have had like a solid 15 more minutes of interview if, if uh, the internet wasn't trying to spread. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but guys, the links... You want to do part two? Oh, yeah. Got to. I mean, we just scratched the, the surface. But bottom line, before we, st before we finish this one, get this out there. January 3rd's the vote. Substack gives you all the details on how Kevin McCarthy is, the, is not the scumbag we need in, in, in the House for Speaker of the House. And in fact, he needs to go ahead and bounce out of the race. The way we do that is to contact, you know, just contact one person, the closest Republican member of the conference, and just send them this message via email or whatever, phone, and just say, hey, look at this guy. Do you trust him? And now that you have this message that I sent you, it's on your conscience that you're voting for this guy. Because I, I don't think most of people know the baggage he come, brings to the table. And when you see it, right? Guys, Sexual behavior, personal conduct, lying. I mean, there's all of it. And there's receipts. It's easy reads. It's, it's, it's fact-based, not feeling-based. Like the freaking left driving me crazy. It's ivanraiklin.substack.com. It's the deep state marauder uh, substack. You got to get in there. On the Joe Mobley Show. <laughs> I gotta get you to do. I should have got you to do my radio intro when I was on the radio. Uh, but guys, get in there, get it done, and and freaking write to someone. RNC is getting on my last freaking nerve. Oh, let's after January third when we when the speakers thing has been settled. That's when we go into the RNC chair discussion. You want to crush them, crush the commies after the new year on the next episode. Got to. Let's do Got it. Got to. Uh, but guys, get in there. Subscribe to the Substack. Subscribe to the show. If we're even still live after this, who the heck knows? You know, maybe uh, <laughs> send my wife some life insurance money or something. That is all <laughs> we got. 
January 3rd, it's the vote. Let's get it done. Speaker Trump. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.